When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. SUV available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Lumo Energy SA, 100% Australian owned, with energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. This is Sports Day. To Malcolm Blight and David Wildey, uh, our first time on SEN uh, and also Cruise, I should say, and uh, looking forward to that. Welcome to you, Malcolm. Uh, just push a button there, mate. That's it. <laughs> In fact, if it rusty, pal. No, you're on. Then you're off. I don't know what happened there. You oh, okay. Well, let's before we get going. I, I think we should uh, congratulate both Paul Bonzer and Dan Menzel for filling in the summer for him. Yep. I listen quite often, and they, they did a fantastic job. But I must say, David, it is great to be back, and it is good to be on SEN, the Sports Entertainment Network, of course, and, and also Cruise, one of the great music stations in this beautiful town. Yeah, got a couple of mates there. Dom Ronaldo, been a friend for a long while. Yeah. Johnny Dean's been there too. So looking forward to that. But gee, plenty happening in the. In the world of sport, and we're going to have the Kia Top 7 later, which mm. you picked out seven things over the sum, some interesting things. But what about the cricket at the moment? It's going to end in a draw. Travis Head, he's uh, he might get 100, actually, on this last day. Him and Labuschagne are going along quite nicely. Australia lead by about 28 runs. It went in a draw. But uh, have you enjoyed the cricket? Look, I ha- it's different, isn't it? I mean, those first pitches, um, I mean, in India, I mean, they turn like you wouldn't believe. And this one is as flat as a, the old proverbial Hardest Carter's hat, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it was more, else then. <laughs> I think it was more fun the first three where it did do a yeah. bit. This has just been boring. Both teams making lots and lots of runs. But, uh, yeah, Travis Head, 75 not out, Labuschagne 37. And uh, I know you're going to say something about the selectors later, but, uh, wow, what a miscarriage of justice that was, not playing in the first test after being almost <sighs> man of the series here in Australia. Yeah, we'll get on that in a minute. I, just, I think it's also time now. One of our, you know, we follow the horses, we follow most sports, David. We're pretty keen on all that. And sadly, uh, the great little South Australian lady, Jamie Carr's in hospital in Melbourne, of course, after that horrific fall with Craig Williams on the weekend. And some saying critical. In critical yes. I, I tried to do a bit of research. Some were saying it wasn't as bad, and but quite a few outlets are saying um, she's in a coma in a critical condition. So, gee, your heart goes out to her and... Um, you know, we hear her speak during the week. She had a big book of rides today yeah. at the Cup, and we'll talk about the Cup later. But she just shows them. I mean, you stand on the fence and watch those horses gallop by. It just shows how quickly they go. And uh, and the jockeys are only, what, 50, low 50 kilos and yeah. even the best fall. So uh, hearts go out to Jamie Carr. I've heard someone say, this was years ago, and I heard someone say it the other day too, that what sport in the world other than racing has an ambulance following the field? Yeah, not, not too no, many. I mean, isn't it? Isn't it? No. I mean, that, it is one of those sports, isn't it? But we've all got our fingers crossed for and Jamie. it's yeah. one of the few sports where men and women can compete equally. Equally, yep. And, and it is equal, As isn't it? she's shown. She's, yeah. won, she's oh, won the jockeys. No doubt about that. And, I mean, even when you think about the Olympics, for years men and women have competed together, haven't they? They've had that art to do it. Something else I just want to mention, uh, we'll, we'll just swap off. and anyhow, So we've got our fingers crossed for now for Jamie. Um I, I'll play the music. It's been an interesting summer in sport, really interesting. 
You're going to have yeah. a you're going to have a hot topic. So just before you do that, mm. thanks to Char Time, the home of freshly brewed tea. A thirsty at Char Time. Explore our ready-made signature drink, range inspired by Char Time fan favourite. Sports Day SA. Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Oh, don't you know that? Oh, how's that going to be? Little, uh, what do we call them when they come in like that? They called things that promote stingers. Promos little and stingers. All that. Stingers, that's right. Yeah. Was Fame Orin Cara? Yes, it was. I saw she, she passed, she passed away. away in the, the Academy Awards today. Yeah. And she, uh, the, I love that. Uh, yeah. Um, the Asian film uh, won it. Uh, everywhere, Nowhere, but Somewhere. Everyone, I, I, everywhere, I haven't seen it. Have you seen any of the films? No, I saw the Oscars. Uh, I was hoping Kate Blanchett. Yeah, I think we all were. Hey, talking about um, the first Asian lady to win uh, Best Actress, that lady won it. You know, there's been nine new club captains in the AFL this year. Nine. Can you remember nine? No, I know there's co-captains and all that. Yeah, like Lockie Neal and, and uh, Harris Andrews. No, no. I, I don't think I can. And also quite a few coaches. Yeah, there's four new coaches. Three have all uh, done it before. So Adam Kingsley, of course. Uh, former Port Adelaide Premiership player, GWS. He, interesting as a new one. But Ross Lyon back at St Kilda. Uh, Brad Scott at Essendon and Alastair Clarkson at North Melbourne. In their own way, those three have all made headlines over summer, haven't they? Who has the biggest impact? You look at those new coaches. Who do you think will make the biggest change in a year? Now, they're starting from various positions, obviously. Yeah. But who do you reckon can get the club Perhaps whipping him to gear like the Bombers need someone strong. Yeah. Brad Scott now. Yeah. Um, North Melbourne needs someone strong. Got Alistair Clarkson. Yeah, but they've also got the worst list probably. So, that I mean, when you coach a team that's won one or two games, to think you can go to 12 or 15. I mean, just turn that, around. Who do you think might turn around? So, you look at this team and think, gee, they're actually playing with a bit of structure now. They had none. I mean, Essendon was so easily scored against last year. So yeah. were North Melbourne. Do you think it'd be the... A premiership coach in Clarkson or or Lyon will stiffen up oh, yeah, the Saints? Yeah, where the Ross Lyon brings the clamp. You know, he played those teams who all coached both uh, St Gilda and also Fremantle. He actually clamped them down. He played so defensively. I just wonder whether that style's going to work. I just got a feeling now that they're going to try and kick more goals and the game will be much better for it. And you know what? My eyes won't hurt as much. It's funny, Brad Scott, he was the one that wanted um, – to fasten up the game when he got out of football. Now he's saying we need to <laughs> we need to clamp down the bombers. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you want to give us a call too, uh, number one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Easy one there. One three hundred seven three six seven three six or text oh four two seven one five four one double six. So, so yeah. So if um, I guess on SEN uh, that number's been around for a while, but for the guys on cruise, if you want to give us a call. That text number, just put it in your phone. Is that what you do, David? That's what you say, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, if you That's want to ask you... Blighty a tough question, he, yeah. he's big enough and ugly enough to answer any of those questions. But, um, yeah, that's interesting. So nine captains yep. and four, four new, new coaches. coaches. And the other thing, and we've got to get someone on to talk about this, four umpires. Yeah. I, now, I I, 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 this is, I'm not going to talk yesterday because we should talk now, but you've got to remember where you came from sometimes to actually get better. We started with one umpire. Yeah. Right, and and they did a fine job. Murray Duck in that heat oh, of seventy three, fine job. We'd moved to two. Everyone thought that was great. Now we moved to three, and I get it. One in the midfield, one in the forward line, one in the back line, spread over the ground. What the fourth one's going to do has got me beat. I, I'm seriously waiting to see how this happens. Do they have one in each goal goal line? Would would one stand on each goal line, the other two in the middle? How how would that work? I'm about to find out. 
I'm seriously about to find out. And you probably – it's a bit hard to pick up on TV, David, but when you go to the ground, you'll be able to see where they actually position themselves. And I'm sure they've done a lot of work on it. They wouldn't have done it. But I just – four. four. You, don't, you don't think it's so the, the better umpires can do two games a weekend? They don't blow them out? I haven't heard that. Have you heard that? I haven't heard that. Well, I know it's been mooted for a while. And some there is a big difference between the best and worst umpiring, like anything, best and worst, you know, AFL footballers. But – I would think you could do two games if there's four of you out on the ground. If you did, say, say you do a Thursday or Friday night game. Do one on Sunday. Late Sunday afternoon. Easily. Get two checks. Oh, you, well, you get paid accordingly, but you want your best umpires there too, don't you? Not, oh, yeah. I reckon that could be one of the reasons. Okay. Now, do you want to ask you something here? Just on footy again, Australia are one for 122. Head 75 still and Labuschagne 37. So dead set draw, isn't it? Um, anyhow... I watch a lot of sport over summer and the word pressure comes up. Every sport, everything we do, even just the, the normal life we all lead, there's something called pressure. Um, who do you think is a club under the most pressure or an individual within a club this year in the AFL? Well, my first thought was Stuart Jew because I think the Suns have promised for so much and they've yeah. done very little. Now, I don't know whether he's got one or two more years in Stuart Jew. Yeah. I thought he's perhaps a little lucky to hold him to his spot. I think he's been there five years. Ken Hingley's an interesting one. Port have had, I'd call, relative success. Not so mm-hmm. good last year, but if you look at the la- you know, the bigger piece of work, what, two prelim finals under Ken. But you just sense there's a lot of people out there wanting to see him fall, wanting to see him go. He's been there a long while. In fact, I think one of the longest servants ever to coach without making a grand final. So he'd be one. Oh, that'd be the two I'd pick okay. off the top of my head. Well, let's let's talk about Ken Hinckley because we know him reasonably well. He's obviously in town. You know him very well. Yeah, I do. Now, I listened to two things. Would you say James Cummings, the grandson of Bart Cummings, 12-time Melbourne Cup winner, he's got a horse called Animo at the moment, Group 1, won the Cox Plate yep. last year. It's a sensational horse. As it was about to run in a race just recently, I was watching it, and the, the interviewer said to James Cummings, and a young fella, young trainer, really. And he's uh, doing it for the Godolphin, blue colours. said, do uh, you feel under pressure having the favourite, mm. the best horse in Australia at the moment, wait for age, in the race? He said, "Just had, he looked away, David, and he just looked back and said, pressure's the tyres. Really? Just think of that. Anyone out there that's been involved in sport, any age you've been in, and particularly kids now, Pressures for tyres. Well, the other great saying, uh, uh, I know Graham Corns uses a lot, uh, pressure builds diamonds. Yeah. So there's a couple of the, yeah, it's, it's how you approach pressure. Mm. Did you feel pressure playing yourself? Like you have a bad game. Yeah, of course. Was that more, was that more nerves? You think, oh, I need to get a kick. I yeah, need I to come out and yeah. get a kick. Yeah, you just want to remedy it. Now, I can also say, and this is another one, this is the other end of the scale. The great Jack Nicholas, 18-time major winner, golfer, we all know him as yep. that. He talked about pressure as well. I'm, get, I'm getting to a little story here in a minute. Jack Nicholas, pressure, pressure for Jack Nicholas was coming down the 18th on Sunday. This is the four-round event in a major, in a major, and he's doing 6-12. that at 12 p.m., David. 12 p.m., not 5 p.m. Yep. Got that? Yep. So in other words, he's in the first group out, not the last group. That's the pressure that Jack Nicholas felt, not being... In the position to win, 
Can you believe that? Yeah. There's well, a whole different look at pressure. Do you think you think of pressure in golf, you play at Grange on a Monday and Friday. Yeah. You got a little four-foot putt to win 10 bucks, and there's pressure. You still feel a bit of pressure, don't you? You don't want to let your teammate down. No, or... no. Actually, no. I just or you just think... miss the part. <laughs> no, I just miss it anyhow. Can I just yeah. – and I, I'm, the reason why I'm going to do this, and hopefully some people listening will understand, it also happened that as a player – you know the worst time I ever felt as a player, David, and felt pressure? was after we lost a preliminary final, I watched the two teams that went by us play in a grand final. Yeah. As a player and then as a coach. That, not being there in the grand final, not giving yourself a chance, that's the most pressure I've ever felt. Not being there. And that's a Jack Nicholas thing. Yeah. You know, when you get there, it's on. Yeah. You're a chance. No, I agree. Now, on your bike, the Bike SA Grand Slam Cycling Challenge... And that's on at Woodside, or continues Woodside, Sunday, 26th of March. You've got a bit of a rocket at the Australian Selectors. Oh, mate. I am not the only one in the world. When Travis had, and it's a bit about that first selection against India, Travis had virtually the player of the summer. Forget what Warner did. He did it in one game. Travis did it for the lot. For him not to be selected in that team for all that sort of rubbish was just – and these last three tests and he's now 76, not out. You know he's made 100. And they replaced him with Renshaw. Oh, yeah. I mean – Who was struggling me. a bit. Head was nearly the man in the series or probably should was have, here. Should have been. Should have been. Should they have been. gave it to Warner, didn't they? Yeah, they did. But on one innings. He made one run, yeah. 200 and made none. You know what? And you know what they did? They had a guy called Ashton Agar there, left foot, left arm tweaker, and they brought another one out from Australia. And they were one there. And Kuhneman comes out, Agar Kuhneman, goes yeah. home. What about that? No. And Agar's probably papers are marked never to play again Test cricket. They've just wrecked him. So, so I mean, I, I just, I, David, I'm, I'm still bewildered how that all unfolded, and not a word said. Oh, look, boys, we got it wrong. Yeah. And you know what? Kawaj has just made 180 in this test. He's had a go. He's had a fair income go at the selectors. Oh, my on your bike was the Indians was were gloating how they break the record at the MCG of 91,000. They got a stadium, 130,000. <laughs> they had 55 the first day, then it diminished day in day. There's no one there. You could fire a shotgun around and miss nobody at the moment. So that's mine, your bike, to the crowds there. Hey, we've got plenty coming up to the Kia Top 7. I know you put a bit of work into that. Uh, Miles Fitzner from the track. Oh, he's from Adelaide Cup. he went Cup. all right, but uh, I know you're not happy with the, the Cup winner. You were getting, didn't you say to Patsy you were going to back it and oh, didn't? What yeah, to pay? $28. And I've got to say, listen on Wednesday too, right at the top of the show, we've got Matthew Nix. Oh, uh, yeah. The Adelaide coach. And I had a, we had a sort of um, little forum with him. So did Sam went with, for the producers. And it was really good, quite an intimate little session. And they are cock-a-hoop lighting. Now, I know most are at the start of the year, but I think they've got a few reasons why Adelaide might perform. And I've been saying for a long while, I think by the year's end, mm. Adelaide will pass Port and win the positions. Port, I think, will finish at the... Ahead of Adelaide this year, but from now on, ears end it will be the Crows. We are going to take a break. Back with plenty more shortly. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Lumo Energy SA. 100% Australian-owned. With energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. You're listening to Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back, Malcolm Blight and uh, David Wildey, Sports Day SA, and uh, looking forward to it also on cruise, which I'm really looking forward to. If you want to give us a call, one 736 736 What do you think of four umpires? Is it overkill? 
Surely three can do it. As we said, Murray Ducker in the heat of 1973. KG umpired all on his own. I, th- I think three's plenty, Malcolm, just going back to that. Three is plenty. Yeah, I would have thought so. Okay, time now for the Kia Top 7, the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. What do you got for Sports Day SA. It's the final On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Oh, don't you love that music? I do. I just got to get used to it. It's, uh, <laughs> it came in, didn't it? It came yeah. in sharply. Uh, David's learning some button-pushing stuff Ooh. here. Was Sam Fantasia, of course, our producer. A lot of people he would know He pushes him. them out the back. He pushes them out. yeah. Now, you might not agree with this, but over summer, there's been a lot of sports. So I thought we'd do the Kia Top 7 tonight would be the seven things of sport over got my highlights uh, for the summer. And the first one, David, is Novak Djokovic winning his 22nd Australian or major Australian yeah. Open. And I, Malcolm, I don't think Novak gets the kudos he deserves. He's going to end up. The, the greatest tennis player ever, if you go on majors. He's been the number one, the longest anyone's been. Yeah. Um, he missed a couple. Of, he probably would have won with COVID. Yeah. And I, and he had that um, he had the knee injury or the quad injury, didn't he? The hamstring mm. going for a while. He's a wonderful tennis player. And sometimes I reckon because with their language, their first language doesn't come across as easily. Say Roger Federer yeah. or even Rafik. And yeah, yeah. Um, I, I reckon he's been harshly dealt with. Are you a fan? Yes, I am. Absolutely, he will become the greatest winner. Yeah, and longest serving number one. And he's already he's got the most steady backhand I've ever seen. It's a brick wall; you cannot get past him. Okay, uh, number two in the Kia Top Seven is I'm going to put them together. I back the winner of this year's or last year's Melbourne Cup gold trip, and Animo, who I mentioned earlier, won the Cox Plate, and I think that was a highlight of the racing season at the end of last year. Yeah, good to see you finally got a, a Melbourne Cup. Um... Oh, I didn't back one for years. No, me neither. Uh, Martin Power, I reckon, I back. How long ago was that? <laughs> I back Rain Lover. For Rain all Lover. The, yeah, 68, 69. Well, the Adelaide horses, Light Fingers, 65. Yeah. I mean, I'm going back a fair way there. And I, know, I, I wasn't even legal to bet. I know we're being jovial, but I, I keep on having Jamie Carr in the back oh, of my mind. Me uh, fall when you fought that pace off a horse, and yeah. she landed really awkwardly. So our thoughts and prayers go out to Jamie, that's for sure. And I should also mention Arena. I, I, I get this wrong. Sabalenko also won yep. the Women's Open, so we should mention that beautiful young lady. Now, also, golf's right in the gun again, isn't it? Because the Live Golf Tournament coming to my club at Grange. Is the rough getting any longer, Matt? Yes, it is. You're struggling it's, a little bit on the back yeah, lines? Yes, it is. It is. It's a bit long. A min- inch off the fairway, you can't find the ball. But Cam Smith, after winning the British Open, the big headline story was... He joined Live Golf, and you told Just me for 140 minute. million. Is that what you said? Uh, 140 million, yeah, I did. And it's pretty hard not to go. He wasn't allowed to play in the Players Championship, which Scotty Scheffler won. So, and this is one that uh, I actually one minute. I, I had some yeah uh, bit of stuff. <laughs> the Adelaide Giants won the uh, Claxton Shield. 43 years since they'd won. I had some guys at Findon High that played uh, a lot of baseball. And also, Lani Pallister won the 400, 800 and 1500 metre at the short course swimming uh, four times. Gold won medals. them all. Yep. That's a pretty good effort too. After heart surgery too and glandular fever. What, a, what an effort that was from that young lady. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's largest SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Lumo SA owned, made for South Australia. Just remember too, we'd love to have your company, all the cruise fans as well. one 736 736 or send us a text 0427 154 166.
Uh, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey, we are hitting the ground running. And don't forget, we've got uh, Matthew Nix on Wednesday night. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Lumo Energy SA. 100% Australian-owned. With energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. You're listening to Sports Day. Welcome back, Mark Blight and David Wildey for Tyre Power shortly. Uh, Miles Fincer, Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. Keeping you safe on the roads, tyrepower.com.au. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SEN SA. Oh, David, I've just got a gold message too after that beautiful song there. Uh, Text, latest report, Jamie Carr's condition is now stable. Oh, fantastic. So that's obviously come over the news services. Because a lot of outlets had critical, haven't they, throughout the day? Yeah, that's that's wonderful. Thank you for that. Um, Hopefully that, fingers crossed still, though. Well, our next guest might know a bit more about that, Miles Fitzner. He's off to Melbourne uh, to make his way there for SEN Track and AFL Nation. Miles, uh, good afternoon and good to hear that Jamie might be on the mend. Uh, hello, Wilds. Hello, Blighty. Always good to be back on with you and good to hear Sports Day back on uh, this week into the ASL season. Yeah, Jamie Carr. Look, it's always difficult with with, um, with jockeys and falls. And I know one thing on SEN Track that we do is try to take every different report pretty lightly because you don't really know when someone reports good condition or bad condition really what it means. But uh, from all reports that I'm hearing on track today, at Morfordville, is it at Stable? I mean, Benny Mellon's come over to Adelaide to ride today and um, and things are looking promising, but, yeah, it's always really difficult to try and get exactly what's happening um, when you get different sort of reports from different outlets. Yeah, well, hopefully that's the case and, uh, yeah, it's really good news. Now, Racing SA, the big day today, uh, Adelaide Cup, <laughs> Benny Mellon was going to ride the one that Jamie was going to ride in the Cup at Persan. Um can I just tell you, before I left today, and my darling wife will tell you this, I was having a look at the field and I thought, there's a roughie. It's won its last start at Mooney Valley over 3,000 metres. Last start. Oh, no. And number 15, and David knows which particular number I wore for the majority of my career. What Duncan was that? Light, 15. Number 15, Rebel Racer. And I thought, well, Mooney Valley form over 3,000. And I'm thinking 25 to 1, 30 to 1. A horse by the number of Rebel Racer. Now, I've, I've been tied up with David all day preparing for the show. What actually happened? Can you tell us, Miles? Oh, Blighty, look, it's always nice to hear you in full flight. And, of course, I know that you wore the number 15. Rebel Racer was a horse that won a benchmark 70 at Mooney Valley over the 3,000 metres last start. There's not a form analyst in the country that's had (laughs) Rebel Racer (laughs) winning the cup today. But but the one thing I will tell you is I don't think I've seen a better uh, or, or, should I say, tougher victory in an Adelaide Cup. Now, The track's played a bit funny, and we'll get to that in a moment, but uh, not many horses won on speed up until the Cup, and not many horses won going back into inside from lanes five. Now, Froggy knew it rode this horse. Um, It's obviously uh, by Rebel Raider, which Claire Lindop obviously rode famously, and, and she mentioned that she was having just a bit of an omen bet on it. But this horse, at the 400, I mean, you could have got any price you wanted about this horse. There was absolutely no way that this horse was winning the cup. And it has, it's lifted like, it has lifted like Blight used to lift teams circa (laughs) 1997, 1998. 
I mean, Froggy knew it as will this thing. It got headed by Aurora Symphony, which is just coming off winning a Launceston Cup and won. David Taggart and I looked at each other. We don't know how it won. Uh, we don't know how it got there. The only thing you can say is that it was tough. It, it did it tough. It did it the hard way, and it was too good. Well, it's a couple of favourites. Disappointing. Thanks for that, too. Great summary. Having said but that. I've got no money in my pocket because <laughs> I didn't pay. Hey, it's not all about you, Malcolm. Oh, no, no, actually, it is all about you. Sorry. Oh, my first day back. Um, any of the favourites disappointing Disappointing runs there, Miles? Uh, look, I thought Persan... I was with Persan, and going back to probably the 600 uh, tags, and I looked at each other, you couldn't have had more money on Persan, um, and you couldn't have had less money on on Rebel Racer. And um, they finished completely different order. Persan finishes sixth. Uh, some of the favourites were disappointing, but it was actually one of those days, funnily enough, gentlemen, that, that, that the track played horses off speed early and then horses on speed late. And um, the rail back to the true position, two mils of irrigation plus 22 mils of rain during the week. The inside was probably soft enough early and then came good late. So it was a real pattern sort of a day. Um, please don't ask me how many winners I had for the day on SEN track because uh, I went like, I know I mentioned the Crows in 97 and 98, but today I went like the Crows in 1999. I was no good. Oh, wow. What, what was the crowd like? Uh, beautiful day. Actually, I drove past there. It was busy as it, I drove past there earlier. Yeah. There's a big crowd by the look of it. So we, yeah, we uh, spoke to the COO of Morfordville Racecourse. Uh, Jason Birdie jumped on with us uh, at some point. He said it was the biggest crowd mm. they would have had there in four years. I think they would have cracked over 20,000, oh, uh, which is really good. It was, it was jam-packed, picturesque. I, I mean, you couldn't have got a better day to go at the races, fellas. It was, it was outstanding. There was no big queues for food or drink or anything like that. They had all the marquees out the front. They properly turned it on. The only thing that probably let us down was finding a couple of winners. But if you went there for the party, uh, they've got a live band on there at the moment. And normally I'd be doing this cross from you, normally around the beer garden at the highway, or I'd be on the rooftop at 2KW or, or having a bit of fun. But because I'm driving to Melbourne tomorrow, I try to be a little bit more sensible. But I should still be on track uh, at the live band there. They turned it on today. Huge, huge crowd. We heard John Olsen speaking the other day, Miles, and the Crows' second... Um Perhaps a way of getting headquarters was Morfordville. They're talking about building a tunnel there and that if Theberton didn't fall through, I think Theberton will go ahead down the track. But there's plenty of area there, isn't there, to put a put a headquarters for the Crows with an oval? Yes, it oh, certainly is. Oh, I mean, it's, it's actually because it's so close to Glenelg. Um, I mean, they've got the Magic Million sales on there coming up soon. And, and at the, um, a lot of people fly into town for those Magic Million sales. I know they've got developments pitched for this big sort of residential style complex and they're going to use a lot of the ground on the infield um, for for sport and um, and entertainment. I think just overall, uh, I mean, everyone's willing that SA Racing is going to come back and, and it will only change when we change our price of consumption or point of consumption tax, should I say. Uh, and when those laws change, when there's more money being fed back into racing uh, from the betting dividends rather than being fed back into the state government, um, then then I think you'll see all sorts of things happen out there at Morfittville. But the one thing I will say is that Peter Malinowskis uh, is working on that. And, and, I mean, what a job, job he's doing in regards to sport and racing here in the state at the moment because I think that overall we're in a good spot, but we just need a few things to tick over. But 
geez, having the headquarters there or some uh, residential apartments or something like that really would make uh, would make Morford yeah. a place to be. Now, on a personal note, you are off to Melbourne at the Big Smoke uh, to be doing some football calling and keep up, obviously, with all the racing. So, no doubt, some exciting times ahead for you. It is. I'm in the car tomorrow. I'm not going to drive to Narrowcourt <laughs> back down to the farm, fellas, just to break the drive up and then off to Melbourne on Wednesday and calling round one for SEN and AFL Nation at the G on uh, Saturday night, the D's for the dogs, and then again Sunday night, Fremantle v St Kilda. And Wilds, uh, I know you and I had a chat the other day. I'd love, I, I called my first ever game of AFL football with Blighty there, and he <laughs> pretty much grabbed me by the scruff of the neck because I was having a little bit of a vomit in the toilet. And he said, mate, pull yourself together. <laughs> You'll be right. You can handle this. And um, I, I, I would love nothing more than to call a game of footy with you over in Melbourne. So that's going to be my main aim to get that done this year, Will, do you reckon? I'm sure we can get that organised. Miles, all the best. Uh, yeah, you certainly won't be lost to us. We'll still have you certainly on Sports Day, I say, and numerous times. Good luck with the footy. And, uh, yeah, I know you didn't make too much money today, but, hey, tomorrow's another day. It certainly is, and you guys can call me anytime, fellas. Always love being on with you. Good to have you back on the airways. Good stuff, Miles Fitzner there, AFL Nation and SEN Track. And, yeah, it sounded like a tough day for favourites and, yeah, I and the analysts. Yeah, I just uh, – yeah, Rebel Racer. Yeah, $28. Get it, Malcolm, get over it. It's you gone. know I'm not a big putter. It's gone. $2 each way would have been nice. It's Could probably, have been, you know. probably would have made you 30 or 40 bucks <laughs> or $50, <laughs> but you still get annoyed, don't you? Yeah, well, you do. It's, it's an interest. Yeah. And it's entertainment. I find it easily that now, way. Now, we haven't heard you yet talking the third person, Malcolm Blight, because the Cruise listeners wouldn't know that. Um, one of the biggest fans of Malcolm Blight is Malcolm Blight. No, it's so. not. It is, so, <laughs> it is people asking questions, though, but I've said this many times to you, and it still happens the same way. I, one of the things, you know what we haven't done, and I think we might start it now, is that... You know, Mark Robertson does a top 50. Yes. In the Herald yes. Sun, and it's in the advertiser. Is and it based on... Last year? No, he's trying to predict what happens this, this year. year. Okay. Now, of the Adelaide teams, Charlie Kernow was number one, would you believe? The guy that won the Coleman medal last year. He's had a lot of injury and we know he kicked 60-odd goals. Um, anyhow, he, he was number one. A bit of a controversial one. But there were two, one Port Adelaide player and one Crows players in his top 50. Only one of each. Connor so Rose would be the port. Correct. He was at number 14, the best and fairest winner there. And I'd say for Adelaide, it'd either be Laird or Dawson, one of those two. Walker. No. No, no, you're right. Oh, one of those two. Yeah, one of those two. Well, Laird was almost all Australian. I'd go Roy Laird. Correct. 41. So only two, two players, players out of Adelaide in, so, in his top 50. Yeah. So if you look at it, and they had a number, and obviously they're very low, but if you're saying that, that so Robbie's predicting – all the good players that Port Adelaide have had over the last number of years, including a couple of Premier finals and just missed grand yep. finals, and the Crows that look like they're on a bit of a rise, and I get all that, there are only two players he rates going into this season in the top 50. But I, but it's hard to make a case for too many others. No. I think Dawson is a very good player, whether he's in yeah. the top 50, I'm not sure. And Port Adelaide, if you look through there, um, apart from Rose, he's been dominant. Um, they, they got... Lads like Zach Butters is going to be a good player. Yeah. But can you could you honestly put an Ollie Wines maybe won the Brownlow the year before? Yeah. There's not too many. No, but Boke's still a good player. No, but he's not. Travis Boke's not top fifty now. He'll be he'll be a bit player. No, this I know, year. but uh, yeah, okay. I mean, the answer to that is so where are those teams going to end up? And one of the things I've thought of, what what have you liked about Port Adelaide in this preseason that you've seen so far? Um, 
Not a lot. Okay. And uh, I haven't seen every quarter of every game. Um, um, what I know, Marshall, I'm a big fan of Todd Marshall now, and he got well held. I think it was against Frio the other other week. But what I did like, Connor Rosie's hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. He looks like a, it was good to see Fantasia out there now, not necessarily dominating, but they need him up and running. Uh, so because they lost Amon and Robbie Gray, yes, they got Willie Rioli uh, to do a bit of forward work. Um, Charlie Dixon only played the one game, so he, he's a bit uh, good to see Scott Lysette back yep. as a ruckman. But I don't think Port Adelaide, and I, I'm not reading too much into this to be honest. I, they played the West Coast in Frio, um, didn't win the didn't win the games, and they they've just sort of struggled a bit. So they've got Brisbane this week, and, and Brisbane have beaten them the yeah. last five or six times. So I'm actually tipping Brisbane to come over and beat Port, but I don't think Port are as bad as what they showed in those couple of games. No, I'd agree with that. The thing that I found, kind of Rosie, I thought his form was true, oh. as you said. I think Lockie Jones is a try in the midfield, maybe a chance. I reckon he's done enough just to actually give him another look there. And the other bloke was Sam Powell Pepper. I thought his form, he was still pushing off, still having a shots at goal. I think he oh. could be in for his best season. You know, he finished off Had really a great well year last, last year. Yeah, he finished off well. So I think those three, and they're all going to be around the midfield, they might be the new drivers, along with Ollie Wines, of course, in the midfield. We had our SEN launch on Friday, and we were yeah. all laughed about where we thought Crows and Port would finish. And I'm not quite as bullish on Port Adelaide. I've got them eighth. A lot of people saying they go back top four, but when you look at it, they've they've gained a couple of players like uh, Horn Francis, great pickup, yep. Willie Rioli, and they lose Amon and Gray. Oh, yeah. Now that there's a couple of losses and a couple of very good gains, but is that enough to propel Port Adelaide from tenth into a top four, pushing for a a grand final? And that's what Ken Hinkley needs. Otherwise, they've already put it, they've already got the noose out for Ken. <laughs> There's a lot of Port supporters that just don't like Ken, whatever he does. Yeah, but, I mean, that's the – you know what? That's a fact of life. You know, when you coach, as soon as you put your hand up to coach, if people, as soon as you lose a game, as soon as you pick a team, some of the players aren't going to like you because they didn't get the team. And secondly, uh, you lose games, so the people, supporters get a bit disillusioned. Just want to play a couple of grabs yeah. um, from Port Adelaide. Here's David Koch uh, talking about Ken's future. We discussed it with Ken and – we don't want any distractions uh, whatsoever during the year. We don't want every discussion and every radio interview or every press conference to to be about Kent's contract. So we've just taken it completely off the table and until August. And it allows uh, the team, uh, both the coaching staff and the playing staff, to concentrate on getting the wins and doing what they do best. And that's... That's playing good footy. Just to come back with more, Paul, we've got a few grabs from Koshy, but I want to tell you about Lost in the the Wash, the Toolkit Depot, your trade pro partner. Toolkit Depot is on your one-stop shop to get back on the tools. David Wildey and Malcolm Blyatt. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Ken Hinkley, you are a very... Good friend of his. You've worked with him um, a couple of times. You know him well. Does he get a bit of a, a bum rap at times? Like, oh yeah, I think so. I mean, I but always ask the territory, but, but I always ask you: Has he has he got the best out of the lemon, or is it could have there been more juice he could have squeezed out of that lemon? I think in the COVID year, maybe they sat top of the ladder that year. Maybe if things went differently, but they got the preliminary final. I this is my personal opinion. I've been around forever. 
I reckon you can get, once you get a team to the top four, right? Top four, it's a it's a bloody good effort. Really good effort. Agreed. Yeah. What you need then is your superstars to play really well. You're really, really good players. I'm convinced of this. Your contributors, your your role players to just contribute. And as a coach, sometimes you get lucky with a couple of thoughts, a couple of positional changes or a bounce of the ball. Well, the Richmond, remember they lost yeah. to Richmond and ended up winning that grand final. And uh, Hamish Hart, they got pinged for yeah. deliberate out of bounds. Need a bit of luck too, don't you? Just a, oh, a fraction man. of luck. <clears throat> Excuse yeah, me. I mean, I, this is lost in the wash, isn't it? So we took toolkit. Do you use a toolkit? I'm a, you know, I, I have a lot of tools in my shed. Not home. great mechanically minded. You think after 36 years in the fire brigade, I know a little bit, but I used to give that to the other guys to do. <laughs> yeah, but you can turn the tap on, can't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So the toolkit depot, lost in the wash. Do you change your tap washers yourself? Uh, I can do. I haven't but done you it don't. For, well, I haven't done it for a while because they're sort of newish. But you go on, David. You were going to say something else then. Sorry. Well, I'm not very good using tools, but uh, I've seen a lot of the other guys use them quite well. So they'd use a toolkit depot, no doubt about that at all. Okay. Now, on the crows. Crows, what did you like about the Adelaide? Well, before we go oh, on about Adelaide, oh, oh, John guys. wants to talk Sorry. about it. Now, John is yeah. a Port Adelaide supporter. Yeah. Hello, John. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Back. Well, we're back. Hey, we're fellas. back. Yeah. Hey. Welcome back. I miss you, Mike. I miss you, Mike, over the summer. So, good to hear your voices. Thank you. Um, just on, on the Crows, I used to bait them. I've told you this before, Wilds. In 91, 92, and the early part of 93. I got Jack of the media carry on. You are know, the KGs of the world, and you couldn't pick up a paper without hearing about them or reading about them. You couldn't flick on the TV without hearing about them or reading about them. You couldn't flick on the radio without hearing about them and without listening to them and all the rest of it. Um, I had a lot of respect for them in, in the 90s when Malcolm was in. Or, I, don't, I personally don't think a lot of their players are big heads. I think some of their supporters can be. Okay. And a bit arrogant and all the rest of it with a strut and all the rest of it. But that's been knocked down the last two or three years, hopefully. So I actually almost... I do concede, I'm trying to put balance into this, I do concede is not necessarily a bad thing for the state if the crows go okay. You know, people spend a bit of money, they have a quiet beer, they go out for a can of meal, all the rest of it. Um, so, yeah, but um, but I got Jack, I just got Jack in the media the way they carry it. And it happens with Port to a lesser degree, to a slightly lesser degree. Don't get me wrong. I just don't know why... We can't just call it as we see it. You bikes do. I mean, but there's some there's some people in the media who deliberately put rose-coloured glasses on and all the rest of it. And um, as I say, I lost uh, bikes like Chris McDermott, Mark Bickley. How can you not respect mm. bikes like um, Ben Hart? How can you not respect Sean Wren? These bikes they're not only champion footballs; they're champion bikes. Mm. Yeah, you know, Tony Mudder, all these bikes, but um, just um. Yeah, so it's just my thoughts on the crows. I'm trying to be balanced, but I almost feel sorry for them now because they they can't find a place to live. <laughs> but they've been irrelevant. They've been irrelevant, and um, yeah, but they'll yeah, pass they, your they, boys they, in twelve months, John. You watch. Yeah, no watch. Will, John, I'll be back Apart, to disliking them again. <laughs> uh, John, just to, just on that. I mean, we were just yeah. about to talk about them. We have talked a yeah. fair bit about Port Adelaide. Yeah. I, I, yeah, there's, a couple of, there's a couple of really good kids. Jake Saligo, I, I'm, he's, he's so no, impressive. Nice player. Seen a bit of him. Yeah, Seen a bit and, of a nice and, player. And Luke Pedler, the other, they're two lads that are coming. And you know what the other one I like? No, I think 
Himmelberg in Ruck. Himmelberg in Ruck as a different option yeah. to write to help Riley O'Brien. He looked all right in that last game too. So I think there's some there's some stars on the way, John. Thanks, John. Yeah, always good to have John. And you can also give us a call anytime, one 736 736 We are on SEN and also Cruise. Great to be on Cruise as well. So just want to play another grab from um, Koshi, and that's about re- rebuild being a failure. They, ex- they expect to play finals every year. There should never be a year that we don't make finals. You know, uh, That's why you will never hear the word rebuild from me or whatever, because I, I think it's an excuse for failure and and we know our members and supporters which have an expectation that we are competitive and successful every year and success is success is making finals and we embrace that expectation. Yeah, I mean I get what he says, but there's a recalibration, David. I mean any team that's been up the top, Richmond are going through. Well, you it have now. to have a reset, Hawthorne. don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, you've got you just don't get that <laughs> five or six great players come through together and then it lasts forever. I mean, play every grand time. final. Yeah, yeah. We all want and, to. And I'll show you every team barge along since the AFL's been in existence, AFL that is, has had a trip to the bottom. Now, Geelong are probably two years away from that. But you do. You can't be there forever. I don't reckon anyone's that good. I've thought about Geelong for the last four years, but they, they are defying logic, defying gravity. Geelong, they bring, in, they bring in a Dangerfield, a Cameron, a Stokes. They get all these players in and a Tui. They all play well. Yeah, they, they I, I think they can stay up now. Oh, They've lost Selwood, but they'll yeah. get some kids in there as well. De Koning and that. I mean, they've got some good players. Oh, of course they are. They'll still be in the top four, I'd reckon. Hey, you know what was lost in the wash today? You know, we're talking about the cricket. It's one for 152, by the way. Heads on 87. You're right. He could make another 100, which would be great. Labashane on 51. So it's a draw. Yeah. Game's over. You would think so. You know what was lost in the wash on this day in 1929? You would have forgotten this. Now, you're a student of uh, cricket and Not history. the stock market crash. No. It was no, 1929. No, this is, that this wasn't lost. No. Remember, we used to play test cricket here right up until March? Yeah. Uh, this was the fifth test at the MCG in 1929. A timeless test or something? No, it? there was a particular test. There was a particular 20-year-old made 123. Sir Donald Bradman. Yes. <laughs> 19... 1929. Well, he was born in – Bradman was born in – 1908, well, 1908. Oh, no. He was 20 years of age. Wow. It was his second hundred. You know, also lost in the wash on this day? In 1984, the last test of the series, something happened at the last test of the series in 1984. Was it the West Indies? Uh, it doesn't matter who played. It was more about three Australian players. Oh, they would have been uh, Chapel, Yes. Marsh, Greg. and Lily all retired. No, no, Laird. Le- I got Laird. Was it? I Bruce thought... Laird. That was a thing. I actually thought about when I was talking I about Lillian it. I thought Lillian Chappell retired at the same, same time. Same time. Thank you for saying that. I, it said Bruce Laird, and I was going to ask you before, and I've got to ask you. But that was a, that was a sad day, wasn't it? For it the was. Great, and uh, we've lost the great Rodney Mars I've since. I've got a feeling, Bloody, Greg Chappell in his last One test made 170. Some huge score. It made, certainly made 100. Yeah. In his, and, and Lily took, I think Lily took a five for. Now, also lost in the wash on this day, and I know that. Uh, I remember this clearly. 1993, the Labor Party was re-elected. Politics the, coming into For it. the fifth term. Yeah. Paul Keating. Yeah. Because it was Prime Minister. They had five in a row at the Labor Party re-elected in, on this day in 1993. Hawkey had four of them, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. Four and, and one, I, was it? Yeah. Or three and two. Yeah. Thank you. 
Yeah, I don't know why I bought politics in this. But I thought that was a fairly good headline with what's happening in the world today, that our Prime Minister seems to be in every country of the world at the moment and doing stuff that I think's good. Since we've got lost in the wash, are you going to do your... Some of those brilliant on this days, like the singer sewing machine was. Well, I just did it then, didn't I? Yeah, no, that's what I thought. Are you? Is well, it's going to be a yeah, permanent it's, thing. Because it's lost in the wash. You actually did live that really well. Oh, you know, sometimes you stumble. One minute. Sometimes you get they're not as good as others. <laughs> really? Sometimes they're really good. good. Now, I want to tell you something here now. <laughs> you said the best player you've seen in the last 10 years has been Buddy Franklin. Yes, uh, most exciting player. Okay. Yep. Joel Selwood, after at Sunday, back at the Caninia Park ground. Uh, after the grand final, said, we've stayed up the top because we've had the best forward in the game for the last dozen years or so. So Joel Selwood thinks Tom Hawkins is better than Buddy Franklin. I think think my point is most exciting player I've seen and certainly was. Just as we go, Australia... Um, going pretty well too. One for one, five two. The game's all over. Head will probably get another hundred eighty nine not out. Labuschagne fifty one, and the award winning seven seat Kia Sorento. Now we might have been a little bit rusty with a few buttons of that bloody, but it's a <laughs> first day back, and we'll do it all again tomorrow too. Certainly looking forward to that. Um, we're back on SEN as well as Cruise. I'm going to say goodbye. See you, bloody. Bye, David. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Lumo Energy SA. 100% Australian-owned. With energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. You're listening to Sports Day.